0: wow it's been a too long um i think we figured out the last time we did one was well we did a a i don't know about that in june of 2020 Mm -hmm. but last time we did what the frack was february right before everything shut down with covid so but we're back now back and better than ever Um, today we're going to talk a little bit about retirement one thing about our industry is that we are going through a generational change in our industry. A lot of people are starting to think about and are actually retiring in our industry, which is going to leave a little bit of a hole until the younger, I guess the, the Gen Xers, are not. there's not enough of them, and so the baby boomers are moving out of the industry and getting to their retirement and enjoying their, their, their lives away from the business. And so we are uh, lucky enough to have a couple of those guys with us. And if you've listened to our podcast before, you probably know these guys. Um, we got Mike Kuniko with us, who who has been now a bit retired for a year. He was our, our senior vice president of Upstream Products and Services and worked uh, at Pipeco for, for many years and had a storied career in the pipe business. And we'll go get into that in a minute. Um, so, Mike, welcome.
1: It's good to be here with you folks, and again, uh, looking forward to the conversation.
0: Great. Thanks, Mike. And, and then we have one, a guy here who you will definitely recognize his voice because his voice is one of a kind. That would be
2: Mr. Larry Wayne Cox. Hello, Wayne. You mean you? I don't sound like I'm from the Northeast or anything he like that? you got a little bit of Yankee in uh, you, I can I, tell I, you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, and, so, and so Wayne is actually, we are recording this on March 27th. And Wayne's last day is uh, March 31st. Four days. Yep. So he's saying he's retiring. I'm saying he's quitting. He's quitting me again, just like Co. quit me. They all quit. But no, I'm just joking. My, uh, Wayne is uh, getting ready to retire from our company too, and so uh, we thought we'd have a, one of the, uh, a podcast to talk a little bit about what what it's like to retire, what you can expect, um, what are the, some of the challenges you might be faced with. And uh, I might even bring a little bit of perspective of what our challenges are, too, uh, from filling some pretty big shoes that, uh, and we've kind of gone through that with Mike. I'm not so sure we've done it successfully, but we keep working on filling his shoes, and now we're going to have to fill Wayne's shoes. So so anyway, um, Mike, I'm going I'm to start with you and talk to you a bit about what it's been like to be retired, and hopefully you can scare Wayne into not retiring. <laughs>
1: Well, it's definitely a change, and I, I think it's a uh, great thing. I think Wayne's got a big step up of, from where I was when I re- announced my retirement. Is I think Wayne has a more definite plan that he's going to put into practice than I did.
0: That's important, I guess. A be-
1: Very big to, to plan like anything, and, and also not only have a plan, but make sure your plan consists of plan B because there's going to be some obstacles and some things that hit ya, you, know, whether it be family-related or – business related on the other side but uh yeah it's, it's good to have a plan when you get in so let's industry.
0: let's talk about that so when you were walking out the door here back in I think it was April of 2022 what was your plan well, the, <laughs> what the, was what the, was the what well, was Mike Kunico what's the next life for Mike Kunico gonna look like I mean like?
1: my plan was definitely to spend more time around the house with the grandkids and enjoy the outdoor things that I like to do golf fishing and things like that and some of that has happened, uh, not as much as I thought was going to happen, but there's there's a lot of reasons for that. But why uh,
0: is that? I mean, is it because you're not as connected in your networks as you were? Well, or that's that's
1: part of it. A lot of your a lot of your friends and and associates that you uh, did those some of those functions with, you know, they're still working and still doing that kind of stuff and. When you want to go fishing on a Tuesday, not everybody can drop <laughs> what they're doing and yeah. you know go wade fish you know down in Port O'Connor. Or
0: yeah, well, we've been uh, just a full disclosure. We've been lucky enough that uh, Mike has continued to do some consulting work for for our company, so we've been able to keep in touch with Mike, which is it's uh, made it I think the transition at least for for me and a lot of people at our company a little bit easier. But but again, I don't obviously it's not filling what you're doing for us is doesn't fill your entire day, so. Uh, is it is it a lot more uh, honeydews or is it a lot more? Oh yeah, there's
1: there's definitely a lot of that. My uh, uh, daughter and her uh, family live a, a minute from our doorstep, so there's things to do at the daughter's house, and my father-in-law lives two minutes away from us. So yeah, you, you turn out to be the uh, fix-it guy around the around the houses, which is great because again, you you like to help out and all that, but.
0: So you're yeah. not sitting around oh, doing no. nothing. You're, there's no, not always the things that point. are going there's
1: on. Al- there's always things to do there. That's there's good. Really so
0: probably kind of important to make sure that you're around family then. Like if you weren't around family, you'd be a little bit different, I guess. For
1: me, that for me, staying around family is important. I mean, yeah. we're from Colorado originally, and you know, we still have a lot of family on both sides back there. But, you know, our immediate family is, uh, like I say, all within an arm's yeah. distance of our house so yeah we love that
0: have you been back to colorado since you
1: we we have not been back and again part of the reason is some health issues with with uh, the extended family but yeah. uh my sisters i've got two sisters and, and they'll be coming out here in june so yeah we're looking forward to that them coming here rather than us going
0: there yeah well and you're right i know there's been a couple times where you and i have even talked about well let's get together and do this and you know life or work still gets in the way yeah, it and sure it's does. it's sometimes hard to sure so, sometimes hard to plan those but but i mean mike you you so you let, i'm going to talk a little bit about your career um you went to the university of oklahoma and you graduated with a degree in i'm sorry <laughs> it's and wayne cox is a we're gonna east, east texas state university that's right and Not, now
2: it's texas dynamic commerce <sighs> but we will stick with east texas i'm sticking with university. the lions of east texas state but yeah.
0: uh but but mike back on you real quick um you graduated you went you played baseball had a scholarship you graduated with a degree in um management of of state parks from when I <laughs> actually
1: actually the degrees in recreation therapy so. recreational
0: therapy i love that that's an awesome degree and so the first thing you did is you went to work for pepsi right
1: uh, right out of co- right out of college and I went to work for CF&I Steel.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry, that was uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, so you uh, which was CF&I was is now now called Evraz, but in the in the interim is also called Rocky Mount Steel and is one of the bigger steel plants in in the nation at the time In based in Pueblo, Colorado and has been making pipe for ages.
1: Yeah, hometown is Pueblo, Colorado and 5 blocks away from my, where my family grew up. We were uh uh, in the in the shadow of the smokestacks of CF and Ice steel, so I had an opportunity to go to work there out of uh, college and uh, uh, in operations, and I took the opportunity to do so.
0: And so you worked there for a while, but then I guess a downturn. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, I worked
1: you? Uh, worked in various mm-hmm. positions and operations and sales till 1985. and uh, <laughs> then then, <laughs> the, then the we know you're not that yeah 1885 back in the we'll have to just be clear <laughs> you know clarify that stuff around this group so yeah so in uh 85 business got real bad pipe business especially so i went to work for pepsi who had a big operation um, in pueblo as well and i did that for three years and about the time that tr- transfers looked like they were coming with pepsi I went back to the mill. They were just starting back up. The pipe business was starting to boom again.
0: Pepsi was thinking about moving you somewhere. That's
1: right, going out to California.
0: Oh, really? And you said no. And we said
1: no. You know, no to that. And uh, like I said, it worked out great because CF and I needed experienced pipe guys. So I went back into operations and uh, helped write the Q1 specification for CF and I at
0: that time. Wow, wow, yeah, and and again, Mike was. uh, I mean, the first time I knew about Mike Kunico first time I heard your name I was working at Lone Star um, and Mike you were really competing against Lone Star at that time but uh, I do remember when they kind of made the announcement that you were coming to work at Lone Star and that was a really big coup uh, for Lone Star Steel because you you had a real great reputation and uh, everybody knew Mike Kunico and was uh, was, you know obviously in the efforts that you made at CFNI so that was when I first got to too was at Lone Star Steel, and you were uh, doing outside sales for them, and then you moved into managing the um, Gulf Coast operations here in Houston, is that right?
1: That's correct, that's correct.
0: And you, you continued on with them, uh, managing their sales efforts, um, and had a, a few outside guys kind of reporting to you, and then you... Uh, Made the, did That's you make right. the transition when U.S. Steel bought? Or? Yeah,
1: I, uh, I actually became the sales manager for U.S. Steel after they acquired us in uh, uh, 2007, I think. 2007, that was. and I did that for about a year and a half and uh, just decided there was other things in life that I wanted to try besides besides that. So uh, the old uh, executive team from Lone Star Steel started up Tubular Synergy Group, so i went to work for them in two thousand
0: eight. yeah and that was were so that was so kind of your first foray into the d- kind distribution of the side kind of mixed distribution yeah you know, yeah
1: general, general distribution.
0: yeah and all this time i mean you and i kind of kept in touch with each oh other yeah. and uh... you know go have a drink over at Absolutely. froggies or whatever that place was <laughs> <laughs> five yeah. on five twenty nine so. copperfield area but yeah uh... So I remember those those were good times and then I when we I came and ended up back at Pipeco and you and I kept talking and eventually I kind of convinced you to I don't know why you would li- ever listen to me but you kind of came over to Pipeco and thank thankfully it, you did. No,
1: it was a mutual thing. I think you were looking for somebody and I was looking for something different and it was a great fit for I think hopefully I know it was for me. It was a great fit, and fit for so us. Yeah. And so I really uh, enjoyed the opportunity.
0: Yeah, Mike. Mike, you managed our inside group for a little while, um, which was was you kind of put some. We were a little discombobulated then, um, so you put a little structure in, in there, and and then uh, and then after we uh, did some other things like starting up our trucking company and things of that nature, you became our senior VP of upstream products and services and. Led those efforts until your retirement, and so Mike was instrumental in getting uh, our company moving along um, a lot of paths, um, including tanks. Uh, Mike is credited with putting that together. Also, uh, helped put the trucking company uh, together um, in Compass, um, and uh, and then also um, was was really the guy who really said, "Hey, we need to have a, a strategy on sustainability." and so we appreciate all you did there, Mike. But again, it was uh, you were doing a lot of different things. You were in a whole lot of different hats. And back on the retirement thing, you go from wearing about ten different hats to wearing one, I guess. Yeah, you know,
1: and and you know what my routine was, of course, was yeah get up at four thirty in the morning oh, yeah. and then start, send send know, me about eight thousand emails yeah, before exactly, eight. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So that, that hey, old read habit,
0: this. We read that. That
1: old habit <laughs> is still in place. Yeah, where I still get up at four thirty and check the paper and emails and all that fun stuff. Yeah, you
0: and Gene Hunt, I think, are the only guys in the Houston Chronicle that have an actual paper that delivered to your that's house. That's correct, that's correct. <laughs> your poor paper boy. <laughs> he delivers two papers, one in Rock Creek and one in Eagles Springs. <laughs> but it sure
1: is nice to sit there and drink a cup of coffee and read the paper. I'll bet.
0: I'll bet. And I'm I'm and I'm sure uh uh Gina's just thrilled to death to have, yeah. <laughs> have you at home all the time.
1: Yeah, and that's a that's a big thing about the retirement too, is the effect you have on everybody else in the house. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can imagine uh, changing their schedule a little bit too.
0: I, I, I can imagine. I can imagine.
1: And you know what a joy it is to have <laughs> me around, so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I miss it. I miss it. Well, Wayne, so you've been sitting here listening, I'm gonna pick on you a little bit. Um so Wayne's getting ready to retire, so I'm gonna go over a little bit of your career. Uh, yours is a little bit more of a straight line, I'd say. Um, no. But uh, again, graduated from East Texas State University. Uh, you had a degree in. Industrial technology. Industrial technology, yeah. which took you to East Texas at the Lone Star Steel Plant, right? Or did you
2: start in Dallas at Lone Star nope. Steel? Started at the Lone Star Mill facility one month after. Gra- no, two weeks after graduation. Jeez. Uh, was hired there to uh, be a intern in the operations group. Okay, that uh, was that was, was that eighty one
0: in the operations group. So what would that have entailed at that time?
2: So that was everything from mining ore. Wow, all wow. the way, way through right finished product to pipe going out the door and shipping and so forth. Okay, so, uh, went through every department. Enjoyed the heck out of that. Eighty three, the business started to fall apart. Uh, now, real it.
0: quickly, were you, uh, for some of the people that might be listening that know something about Lone Star from way back, you were uh, what they called a looper, is uh, that loo- right?
2: There was 13 of us.
0: 13 loopers, That's and right. Tom Fraser is still one. Tom Fraser, S- Shout out to Tom. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, Best friend in life.
0: Yeah, yeah. And so who uh, who are the other loopers that might uh, still Bo be? Bo Uruk, if you'll remember his name.
2: God rest uh, 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 There was uh, several others that are out of the industry oh, Okay, now. a lot of them moved out. Yeah. Yeah okay, yeah that was kind of a unique program because you got to see every part of the mill, if I understand. Went through every part of operations, and like I said in '83, moved over into the mechanical side in sales because things were starting to fall apart in, in the OCTG. Industry.
0: Were you were before that? Were you in OCTG on the OCTG side on sales, or no? You were in operations, and you went to mechanical tubing sales. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because when I first started at Lone Star, you were one of the so. I've known you in my entire career. You were a you were a product manager, I believe, of mechanical tubing or specialty tubing. We called it. Right. And so then in
2: 2008, moved over to OCTG. That and was after the U.S. Steel acquisition, right? Uh, correct. Yep. Right. And so 2008 through 2013, and then in April 26, 2013, became a Popco employee. Wow. Of 2013. Thirteen. Yeah. Okay. April twenty
0: sixth. April twenty sixth of twenty thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that was a. I remember that was a that was a good day for for me too because I mean I'm I'm getting to work with some of the people uh, that I that I kind of grew up with, um, and so that and again, Wayne, even done you've done a had a numerous different a numerous positions not numerous but you've had some different positions here at uh, at l PipeCo too. I mean, when you started off, you were doing outside sales, right? Yeah, up in East Texas
2: and And then out to Midland and so forth.
0: Out to Midland, you're yeah, you're so you're doing a great job of, of helping us um grow our business because at that time Pipekill really was in a growth mode trying to gain new new customers and things of that nature and diversify our, our customer base and so you really helped us with that and, and I remember when we uh then we decided to uh kind of put the company together with I think that was when you moved down, was it that right? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah, I remember having we had had lunch at um, that mobster place in Dallas, um, that pizza place over the on mocking Campeses. Campeses, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was, and it was kind of like a gangster lunch, wasn't it? It's was like uh, I think it still is. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I remember everybody saying, "Yeah, Wayne's never moving. He's never leaving East Texas." And and you were kind enough to and actually I. I remember you t- telling me he's like, well, you know, Kim actually is from Austin originally, so she might might not be. Well, she worked in Austin. Worked in Austin. Her, yeah. Okay, and that's so what was she's, she's a little bit more
2: metropolitan. <laughs> <than> <laughs> I am, of course. Jeez. <laughs>
1: well, if you re- if you remember, part of part of Wayne's transition to to Houston was with the B and L merger. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. And you you were uh, you were the general manager of asset management at the time, uh, and then. Uh, Soon afterwards, became senior VP of asset management, and you kind of held that title up until uh, you're getting ready to retire here on Friday. That's correct. So, so again, that's uh, that's Wayne's, and we can talk about your both y'all's careers for a long time. Um, but uh, I think part of it also <laughs> is to get your thoughts. I mean, you're 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 facing the retirement right now. Mike's kind of gotten a little bit used to it, and you're looking at. Do you have any? Any, anything that's you think, of? well, I'm a little concerned about this? Or Yeah,
2: I mean, as Mike said, y- you get used to the pace uh, at the job and you're interacting with 30, 40, 50 people uh, any day and then knowing that you're fixing to go to a different pace and maybe interacting with one people, one person a day or two yeah. people a day <laughs> or whatever, and so... That's going to be quite a change. Uh, I hope my wife can tolerate me uh, through all this. Uh, you get the pace at work is I need to do something right now. Yeah. And yeah. I think when I hit that retirement uh, stage uh, here in another week, it's going to be I want to do things right now, and in re- reality get. Maybe I just need to do those over the next six months. <laughs> yeah, I gotta pace myself. Yeah. Or
0: yeah, don't do it all at one time. Right. Spread it out a little
2: bit. Right. Yeah, I, I
0: get that. I get that. No, I think um, you know it's uh, it's. I, I, well, I'm going to ask you guys this, and Mike, maybe you're a better person to answer it. But you know, when you're working in the position that you had at this company, uh, a lot of people, you know, they they relied on you guys for that that leadership, uh, the guidance. Um, So, again, and to a certain extent, you two actually did a great job because um, better than than most of mentoring some of our our younger people. And so uh, I'm just curious, you go from that standpoint of where these, (laughs) I'm not going to come out right, but people are sitting there looking up to you, kind of going, you know, what's your next move? What do we do? What do we do? And now you're back at home and you're equal footing with your, your spouse, and n- maybe not as many people are looking at you for that guidance. Is that tough to don't, adjust to?
1: Don't tell my wife we're on equal footing because <laughs> she knows that's not true. <laughs> she knows. She tells me how high to pull my pants up. Morning,
0: so. <laughs> I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. But no, I mean, is it you know you you go no, from I a d- position of real? Uh, it's a different kind of influence, I guess. Um, but uh, but yeah, you go from a position of. You know, you're influencing a lot of people, a lot of families and, and things of that nature where, and then you're not as, you know, you're influencing yeah, I, a again, small, th- much smaller group of people.
1: You know, I, I, in our house, it's because my wife worked for a long time as well. There was really never anything set in stone that, you know, your job description is this and my yeah. job description is that. It kind of came down, I got time to do this, so I'm going to do this, or yeah. you've got time to do that, would you do this, and things like that, so... So I think that's kind of what we do. I've inherited some of the things that she did, and then I still rely on her to, you know, do the things that she was doing. And yeah. and so it that's worked out pretty well. But but you you know it, you're right. It. Uh, uh,
0: did you did you? I'm mean, going go a little different direction. Did you have a lot of hobbies when you when you retired that you could fall back on, or?
1: You know, like I said, I'll, I'll, anything outdoors is what I do. So yeah, I've, I've picked up some. Uh, With some
0: hobbies, like for instance, like maybe you're. A I'm not a woodworker w- guy yeah. or stuff like that. Okay. I'm not
1: very handy, but there's plenty of things to to pursue. Like I said, I'm growing uh, vegetables now. Oh, okay. Yeah, starting them from seeds and 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 taking them to that. So that's that must be fun. Yeah, well cool like it is. That. But again, now I drive my wife crazy because I watch YouTube videos on <laughs> my pepper plants are turning yellow. Now what? You know, and, and so so she comes in and I'm watching YouTube videos all the time of.
0: And um, now you're trying to figure right. out how to cook all these vegetables right. cause, yeah.
1: And I'm sending her recipes all the time for stuff to do.
0: And <laughs> oh, I'm sure she loves so, that. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's great. So. Well, but and Wayne, you've got a. I know you. I know you have a fair amount of hobbies uh, that you kind
2: of do regularly. Uh, I, I do, and as I've told you, I, I truly want to become an influencer in life. <laughs>
0: This is your start, right yeah, here. This is My start, right here. Unfortunately, so they're getting ready to ban TikTok, but you know, you can still well, maybe, I mean, you keep, can do it on MySpace. Keep your Facebook
2: open because uh, you might be seeing some videos uh, coming out pretty soon. Get your MySpace page. Pepperidge Farm it. <laughs> going to be the uh, the deal. Pepperidge Farm is Peppers no, not Pepperidge Peppers. Peppers. Oh, <laughs> Peppers. My grandkids call me Pepper. Oh, okay. So, do you remember the, the, the movie Chisholm with John Wayne in it? I know of it. But you know yeah. Ben Johnson, the yeah. uh, famous actor? Well, he was known Miss as Pepper. Pepper. So, that's um, – uh, my grandkids call me Pepper. I so think they
0: call you Pepper for a different reason. No, no.
2: But I, always, I like Dr. Pepper, too. It's sort of a Texas <laughs> it's the thing. the answer. You know, Whataburger and Dr. Pepper is all good. So, anyway. But, no, I'm, I've got all kinds of things going on that I want to do. I mean – I look back, and some of the heroes in my life were my grandparents, <laughs> just, and uh, I remember those times with my grandparents. My my mom and dad were absolute heroes in my life, but, and they invested a lot of time in me. And you know, we complain about well, this new generation of kids and all that. All they do is play video games. Well, get them out, and let's go in the outdoors. Let's go garden. Let's put a garden in. Let's go hunt. Let's go fishing. So. I've got all kinds of plans. That's going to be i got be your five grandkids so. right now. Uh, all my kids are close mm-hmm. in the area. Uh, I've got, I love Texas Parks and Wildlife and a lot of stuff they do in the outdoors. Uh, the question is going to be how I divide my time. And yeah. So uh, uh, I'm, you know, I'm rip, rearing, and ready to go. <laughs> I'm going to be sending you pictures of fish I catch. Oh, and you're going to be killing me. I'm sorry me. you can't make it, but, you know. You're going to be killing me. I know it. I know it. Yeah, so Wayne. I've gotten to be a
0: pretty good uh, fly fishing buddy. So we've we've learned the learned the sport, and I would say we're somewhat equal right now. I'm sure that's not going to stay. You're probably going to way exceed my abilities pretty soon. So. If I don't, something's wrong with <laughs> yeah. me. So,
2: but yeah. I mean, I really look forward to it. I, I, well, and you I'm got your
0: land. I think you're got a
2: you bought yourself a tractor and. Yes, <laughs> I gotta uh, start moving the earth. I've already moved the earth, I got 900 onion plants out, yeah. potatoes, and fixing to put tomatoes and all that. And Mike, if your peppers turn yellow, put eggshells in the plant <laughs> down <laughs> in the ground. Trust oh me, I'm, it here.
1: I'm giving them plenty of nitrogen but, there right there. You
2: now, go, so. nitrogen and calcium. So oh my god, anyway, <laughs> this is going to be horrible, you know, in the future when Mike and I are talking yeah. about. Right. Yeah, how to keep how to keep your peppers from turning yellow. Yeah, yeah, I'll
1: bring you I'll bring you a basket full of peppers if you bring me some tomatoes.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll need to do this in a year and see the what this looks like uh, yeah, retirement right. you know version 2.0. Yeah.
1: yeah, I'll meet you at the farmers market, Wayne. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, you're gonna need to do it if you're planting that many I got onions. Yeah, I okay, got okay, and
2: all that. Then I want to learn to time on flies. Uh, yep. You've started that. I your, have started that, yeah. And stuff. yeah. You know, there's just, there's a whole list of stuff that I'm, um, I made a decision about a year ago that this is the time to retire. I'm yeah. still s- healthy. I can't run like I used to. <laughs> But I can still hang, with, at least for a day, with the younger, younger uh, you, guys. You can I get think. out on that river and trounce yeah. around, so yeah. you're doing so, good there. you know, I'm still healthy. you got a lot of things to do. Uh, the wife and I want to do some traveling. Yeah. Get that in, and, uh, you know, it's one of those things to any, work.
0: Any, any uh, destination in particular that you're looking at for the first big old trip to
2: go on? Uh, it's going to be a fly fishing trip. So, uh. <laughs> Kim doesn't know that yet. Hey, Kim, it's going to be a fly fishing trip. <laughs> But I, I do have to get her up into Maine, into that area this yeah. fall. Well, they, they fly uh, fish up there. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know, I did. I did I have mentioned a couple of things for her, and she, she goes, so <laughs> so what day are you fishing? Yeah. And, and so she knows me, Yeah. and she's tolerated me for 35 years now, so life is pretty good. Well, that's good. Yeah, yeah,
0: 35 years, that's that's and you know, something.
2: In our jobs, we are away a lot. Yes, and so yeah. being able to be with each other every single day is going to be more of a challenge for her than it is for me. So, yeah, uh,
0: yeah, I I did talk to another uh, guy that retired from our company, um, and I'll give him a shout out, Bob Dvorak, and he one of the adjustments he told me was that <laughs> his wife. I hope I'm, I hope I'm doing okay mentioning their names, but his wife Connie, who's Connie's a great person, she basically had to tell him. I don't work for you anymore. <laughs> you know, you know, you work for me, basically. No, uh, this it. is my house. This is my, my operation. You're coming in here as an employee, almost. So I thought that was kind of funny. And uh, certainly, Bob, and Bob, if you're listening, you definitely need to hear that.
2: <laughs> well, we got to build the house. And so if we can survive that, we can survive anything. Oh, so, yeah. We're going through those plans right now, and we're going to build the house. And she's going to get what she wants, the bottom line. Well, now, that's good. You can release this much later so that <laughs> we we'll get the yeah. house plans out before. Yeah, uh, fun, yeah, yeah, yeah. Budgets will be taken care of, oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, no, it's, uh, it's all going to be good.
0: Well, let me ask you real quickly. Uh I'll ask Mike first and then I'll ask you what you think is going to what what is it that you miss the most from working every day? Mm.
1: Oh, I think just uh this kind of an interchange between employees and friends. You know, it's uh the camaraderie we have here in the culture that, that is here is really uh and it it's great you know if you if you have a problem or you want to talk just about fly fishing you just walk down the hall and do that and somebody is there uh, to talk to you willingly and openly about anything you want to talk about so I think that's the biggest thing is the interaction between people
0: yeah yeah I, c- I can imagine that okay. well and again that's uh I know that's one thing we miss about having you around, Mike. Is is is, you know, the the work. Obviously, we we've (laughs) personally, I certainly appreciated your expertise and all those kinds of things. And I probably didn't say it enough while you were while you're here, but I did, and I I appreciate your counsel on the business side. But uh, but what probably most I don't miss that as much as I miss just seeing you around and being able to kind of shoot the proverbial, you know what? Uh, Well,
1: there's no question we did a lot of that. Yeah. And that's again that adds to the to the beauty of coming to work.
0: Yeah, yeah, Wayne. What do you, any I I mean you you've been a you've been kind of a a father figure to a lot, a lot of these. So people. I call a
2: lot of these younger sales guys and other people in the office my kids because they're all young enough to be my kids, mm-hmm. and you know you hear their stories about life and things that's going on in their families and stuff. You develop those. You spend time with them, mm-hmm. uh, not only uh, in the office but outside the office, and you get to go on a trip with them for for some reason or another—fishing trip or hunt trip or something like that. Uh, and you're gonna miss. I'm gonna miss the people. Yeah, it's it's the relationship. Well, you know, it's
0: it's a it's a good point. You get to know these people. You know, they're in their lives, and you see their see so many phases of their life. I remember, I, I remember when Jared was born
2: and how old were you then he's 24 now he's
0: 24 yeah i do remember when jared was born and us we were thinking boy wayne's got a long time to go before he retires i was 39 (laughs) 39 yeah and here you are you're getting ready to retire but yeah but we've we've known your family uh uh most of our careers and so yeah and that's that's i think that's one thing uh, uh that's one thing we miss about people when they do retire i can imagine if you're retiring that's one thing that's difficult to to walk away from but well it really is it really yeah. is and,
1: and i bet you thought i was gonna say i probably miss free lunches more than anything but <laughs> no it's, it's the people
0: <laughs> they ain't bad either the free lunches yeah, ain't that, bad yeah, either yeah <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs> good. <laughs> well you can always call up i'll buy you a greasy you cheeseburger go. if you there want you. me to but well guys i really appreciate it. i i don't know Catherine. is there anything you want to add or questions that you want to ask these guys since they're on their way out <laughs> it doesn't work Hold on, I'm oh. gonna move. Uh, yeah, get over
3: there. Oh,
2: get a microphone there, Catherine. All right. Oh no, I don't
3: need this. I don't need to hear myself. Uh, well, I don't know if you know this, but both of these men were actually my boss at one point oh. in my career here. So yes, I very much
0: appreciate. I, I y'all knew being Mike here.
2: Was, what was so. Supply yeah,
3: chain. Of course. Mm-hmm.
2: I and, is. Catherine, I think I was with you when you shot your first deer. You were. Oh, there you go. That's right. You
3: See? were. But first two deer. Yeah, I'm milestones sure in life. <laughs> yes, that's right. One <laughs> I shot from the truck. Um, <laughs> I
0: don't, yeah, I, I think you need to edit that out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. We call um, a truck up. That's the same thing as a deer blind. Yes, <laughs> <it>? <laughs> yes.
3: Um, well, no, one thing I did want to ask. Actually, kind of. it kind of goes hand in hand. But one thing I did want to ask is, when you were first starting out in your career, what was the best advice that someone gave you that you still think, like, I know when I first started, I was told, like, put as much money <laughs> in the retirement fund as you can, starting out, because it'll dwindle out later on. Um, and then also, um, just... What would be if you can't think of anything there? What would be the advice that you give someone just starting out their career in oil and gas?
2: You want to take it first, Mike? Yeah, I'll I'll take again.
1: (coughs) I'll take again at this one. Uh, So when I started back in uh, 1977, I had gone from no responsibility at all, playing baseball in college, to having a job in a union facility and being a supervisor. And so that was, that was a big adjustment, and uh, I think the, the advice that I would give people today is, is to step out there and do the best you can, and that's, that's the advice. that was going to be do the best you can, use your head, and work through problems. And so uh, I think that's how you try to approach everything, keep it simple, and try to break things down into the easiest way to analyze the solutions.
2: So good advice. Yeah, <coughs> That's a good one. I think what you mentioned about your, you know, the investments like the 401K and all of that kind of stuff, it's all true. You know, as early as you can get into those programs, as much as you can put into those programs, please do so and and so forth. But I think the the main thing about just your your job and your career is just care. Just absolutely care. Care about the company. Care about the people around you. Uh, It'll show up in your work. And uh, if you care and give that a little extra effort, uh, that's all a company can ever ask. And companies reward that. Uh, So I think that's the best advice I can give somebody.
0: I'd like to just add one more thing, and I'm not retiring, but uh, some advice for people that are working is find a mentor like one of these guys. Uh, Both of these guys, I consider, they they mentored me throughout my career. Um, They've helped me a lot. Uh, help me understand um, way people think. They help me understand how business is done. Um, again, I don't' I've, I, any success I've had is is because of the people that I've surrounded myself with and and, and, the, and the, the, the all the knowledge that they've imparted on me and the wisdom uh, more importantly. And so my advice also would be, which you guys wouldn't probably say this, but find someone like a Mike Kunico or a Wayne Cox. Uh, to to be your mentor to teach you uh, uh, don't don't ever think that well uh, you know this bu- this guy's been in the business for a long time he doesn't know anything which I think certain some young people tend to think that they know more than they do um, you cannot you cannot replace the you know decades of knowledge and experience that you guys you know represent here uh, so find somebody to, to mentor you throughout your career That's, it'll be that'll pay huge dividends in the end so.
1: Yeah, you know, that's that's good advice. But also, going up the same way is don't ever get to a point where you think you know it all. Always have that open door policy to where, quite honestly, you know, you talked about my latest job and that was doing multiple projects. I had some great people that came in and took the bull by the horns, and they actually helped create where we are today. So, um, don't don't think you know it all, and good listen one. to everybody, no matter what your position. Good one.
0: Alright. Well guys, do you have anything else you want to add? To, any anything, uh, any more words of wisdom on retirement before we close this thing down? Look for me and future staff.
1: <laughs> no, again, I'd, I'd like to say it's been... Yeah, he's already
0: plugging his YouTube or his TikTok.
1: <laughs> it's been great working for a company like, uh, like Steve has put together here and been a big part of. He uh, values employees uh, first and foremost, and I think that's been uh, one of the things that I've enjoyed the most is to see what he's done to help the whole process the shareholders the employees and our customers suppliers how he's taken care of them and put them to the forefront of our business Well, thanks thanks Mike that was I, very mean, kind I
2: mean bottom line too just from a serious standpoint <coughs> if you reflect a little bit uh, Mike and I both looking back at a relationship it's pretty easy to get emotional about the people that uh, you spent time with mm-hmm. and that's the best part of it yeah uh, it's been the it's been great the culture here is a culture that is unbelievable and being able to be a part of that culture is actually it's just been a, a blessing and a godsend in my life and so yeah, uh, thanks for saying that yeah absolutely and uh, that's what that's what makes it fine yeah I mean even through the struggles and the challenges it still makes it fine
0: it is fun, yeah we do have a good time so. but uh well guys again uh congratulations on on a just a two story careers um y'all's reputation is stellar in the industry your legacy is is solid um certainly legacy in the industry, but your legacy with this company is certainly solid we'll we've you know we we will we've we'll miss you wayne we already miss mike um but uh again you're <laughs> You're a phone call away, and we love it when you guys show up. If you if, if, if after, after your retirement, so you're going to have to figure out a way to make it down to Houston sometime, Wayne. Uh,
2: <laughs> so. I still got a couple of mounts and a taxidermy <laughs> down here, so, <laughs> probably, so. probably. Yes, That's I'll good. be back. I'll That's be back. Good. So, but no, thank you very much, Steve. It's been great. All right. Well, thanks,
0: guys. I appreciate you guys uh, doing this for us. I uh, hope this has been uh, uh, maybe not so much informative, but maybe good to listen to uh, if you are thinking about retirement. That uh, the other side of it sounds pretty good um you miss, you miss a lot of what you have but uh it's not so bad on the other side either Better question so no. all right well we're gonna wrap it up for the the inaugural uh, i guess what the frack um version 2.0 post-covid <laughs> working we'll, we'll, yeah we'll we'll job that a little bit <laughs> it's in beta <laughs> so, all right thanks everybody for listening and uh, we'll be back at you real soon Goodbye.